0: God has called us to to the absolute fullest hello everybody my name is Brittany thanks for joining today I'm a Catholic wife and mom of two boys two rambunctious boys <laughs> and I run fit mom to the fullest.com it's funny I am recording at nap time and this is legitimately the first time I've sat down today but it feels nice it feels good it is winter here in upstate New York and I am Really do not like going outside when it's cold out. Um, It is a personal challenge to myself to try to take the boys out daily. I definitely don't hit daily. I usually at least try to maybe five days a week just for about 20 minutes. It depends on the day, it depends how windy it is, uh, and all that jazz. So, anyways, we did make it outside today. But in general, you know, it's just that winter activity level that my activity level is so much lower. Typically, than um, you know during the nicer months. But today was just one of those days. We were zinging around all day, making fire stations out of cardboard, (laughs) cardboard boxes, playing outside, just everything. So I just tucked them in, sat down. I'm so excited now to talk to you, and I love Q and A episodes, and that is what we are doing today. So I hope you are having a good day as well. Maybe you're probably not sitting down. I know when I'm listening to podcasts, I am. doing dishes, folding laundry, that kind of stuff. So you're probably bustling around. So make sure you hydrate, take a deep breath, all those good things. And I hope this podcast is helpful to you. So hopping right in, the first question I received is, and I get this one a lot, is it necessary to drink protein shakes, to take a protein supplement, anything like that to do with protein? So in one word, no, it is not necessary, right? Supplement right in the word itself. it should it it you know, it's its own definition. It should supplement the rest of your diet, the rest of your intake, the rest of your nutrition. So you could get all of your protein just from natural sources. People tend to struggle with this, right? We're looking at lean meats, we're looking at eggs, egg whites cottage cheese yogurt Greek yogurt those kinds of things and definitely it's usually a challenge for most people to hit their protein target and I've done episodes I know before on tips to hit your protein target and that was actually one of the most popular so far so I think that's a hot topic so I do find it helpful to use a protein okay protein powder You don't need to, though. That is the short answer is no. If you can get it all from food, that's fine. You're just going to be looking at doing a lot of chewing. (laughs) Go back to the tip episode about protein. Just up your portions, right? You don't have to always do three ounces of chicken breast. You can up it to five ounces. You can buy some protein-enriched foods like protein pastas instead of regular pastas, those kinds of things. So you could do it all from food, Do I? No, but I don't have protein every single day either. So, what I personally like to do is I have two on hand. One is a whey isolate that is just vanilla, so I can add it to things. Like I talk about my oatmeal probably every episode. I tend to put a half scoop in my oatmeal in the morning if I do hot oats or overnight oats, because that's just an easy way to start the day with some extra protein. So, I use a vanilla for those kinds of things. So, I'm going to throw it in muffins, throw it in pancakes. So obviously it doesn't have a very strong flavor, but then I will, and even I will use that for shakes too. If I'm going to do a shake and if I just want it chocolate, I just throw in a little cacao powder so that I um, get that chocolate as well. But I don't even buy chocolate protein anymore. I used to have, Ben and I used to have like three proteins on rotation all times, but it's just not as practical. We don't go through them as much and you know, whatever, we need that cupboard space. So I'm down to two. I use the vanilla and I just add the cacao to it if I want it to be chocolate And then I have isopure, which is delicious. It's just like a crystal light kind of taste. Totally different where I would never mix it with anything else. I've never tried it in a shake. I don't add it to anything, but I just mix it up with water, which any other protein that would sound disgusting to me to do, I've tried to do that before, Taking away a whey protein and just try to shake it up with water. I've always been the person that needs it with almond milk. And even then, I don't like it just shaken up. I like it blended with ice and frozen banana, like so it's more of a frosty milkshake kind of thing. But ice up here is just a totally different texture. It's still a whey protein, but it is literally like like it's Kool-Aid or Crystal Light or something. So it tastes delicious with water. I like all the flavors. Some people have said it's too tart or sour for them. I liked the lemonade flavor they have. They have like a mango lime. I think right now we have Tropical Punch. And that one's always really nice for me to do mid-morning too if I didn't have a really protein high breakfast or we're going to be on the go because that's typically, you know, our schedule has been looking like once the baby takes his morning nap or toddler, I should say, he's over one, but after his morning nap is usually when we, you know, are out and about. If we're going to the library, going to adoration, going to a play date, whatever, it's usually right around that 10 a.m. time, which is like, you know, we're getting everybody out of the house, but breakfast has been a while ago and you still have a little bit of time before lunch. So that is when I will mix that up with water and have that. So do you need it? No. But do most people find it helpful to help them hit their protein targets? Yes. So do I do it every single day? No. Some days, you know, I do just make a conscious effort to hit my protein through other whole food sources and maybe I have a protein bar some other days. Neither are necessary. Protein bars, protein shakes are not necessary if you can get it all through your real whole foods. All right. Question number two, this is a great question. Can you just work out harder and not have to worry as much about nutrition? So this question came from a client who I'm coaching right now one-on-one who just posed that question of, okay, If I'm not going to be super clean on tracking my macros, tracking maybe about four days, going off the plan, two days, not hitting targets, things like that, can I just work out harder? Can I do something else in the gym? Can you add a day? Can you make it harder? And unfortunately, the answer is no. Um, It's a good question. It's a good attempt. This is where I think a lot of us start out. I know when I started working out, I was working out like crazy and did not change my diet at all, my nutrition at all, and I was not seeing results. And that's the correlation. Your nutrition usually matters even more than your workouts, and unfortunately, that's just the way it is. There's no loopholes that you can't out train a bad diet. You can't outrun it. You can't burn it off. I know I just talked about that last week too about um, if you should do cardio to lose fat, where it's not this oh well just burn it off thing. It really doesn't work like that long term. So. That's why I'm such a big proponent of tracking macros cuz I do think it is the most flexible. Nothing's off limits. You can still work in your treats, it can still really fit your life, but you it's still 80/20. 80% whole clean foods, 20% treats and indulgences, and that still has to fit your macros. You can't just derail, you know, two out of two days out of 7 days of a week and expect to see the results. Unfortunately, I know I wish there was a better answer to that. I wish I could tell you like, yeah, just run an extra 10 miles each week, but that's just not the case. That's not how the body works. You need to be pretty on, again, 80-20 is not bad. It's not like I'm telling you to be super restrictive, to never eat anything that's not a lean protein, a whole grain, or a fruit or vegetable. Not telling you that at all. You guys know I like my tortilla chips and my tequila as much as the next person, so that's always going to be in there, but I make it fit. I make it fit the rest of my day. So that's the answer to that. I'm sorry. I know you can turn me off now. You didn't want to hear that. (laughs) And then my last question for today is, what are the best foods to eat during your first trimester? Oh, that's a good one. Um, First of all, I always say the first trimester is about survival. And so that is my total disclaimer. You eat what you can eat. And then I will share what has personally worked well for me. But I think it's so freeing and such a load off the mind to hear that. And I remember my first pregnancy with Joshua. There was a woman at the gym, and I might have talked about this in the pregnancy episode, who was very fit, um, probably in her forties, very fit, and she had had four kids previously. So she, her kids were all you know various ages. She was not currently having kids, so. And, um, she had told me when I was pregnant, she's like, you know what, Brittany, when you're pregnant, you just do what you need to do and worry about it later. Like stay active. Obviously don't just say, oh, I'm pregnant and eat whatever you want. She's like, but eat what you can and what you can stomach, what doesn't make you sick. She said that she, for her first trimester, ate cereal every day with each pregnancy just to get through the first trimester. And it was fine. And she's like, and let, and in case you think it was good for your cereal, it was not. I was eating Captain Crunch and Lucky Charms and those kinds of things. And I was honestly just in awe of thinking like, wow, and now you look like this, but you did that? Like, okay, well, that kind of gives me permission. I kind of feel better about that, that I will make it through this and then be able to still kind of have the physique I want, eat, you know, more nutritiously as I want to, because I know it's better for my insides, right? My arteries, my energy levels, all that stuff but I definitely agree with that. I stand by that. I think everybody's first trimester is so different, but what I do applaud women on, because typically it happens when I'm training somebody one-on-one and they will, you know, become pregnant and then they're like, okay, well, what can I do now? Like, how should I stay super healthy? And then usually a week or two in, they get really frustrated and are like, I just don't have the stomach for meat and this doesn't sound good and that doesn't sound good, but I want to be really healthy. So, it's a balance. It's a balance between trying to, you know, keep healthy foods in mind, but not forcing yourself. So for me personally, I have had meat aversions, I think each, every single trimester, um, every first trimester, I mean, of each pregnancy and then second and third are a new ball game. So again, I'm just going to really talk about first right now. And then I think as you feel better, Usually for most people, it rounds out where then you can second and third go back to eating a little bit normally. I know that with like Joe, I did not have protein shakes at all, speaking of protein, through the pregnancy because that idea just turned my stomach. But then my third trimester, I felt fine with it and had them again and that kind of thing. I started craving more salads in my second and third trimesters. So honing in on just the first trimester and again, my personal experience, it's those curvy bland foods that you can usually tolerate and that don't turn you off. So my suggestion is to take those carby bland foods and try to pick the healthier options that you can. So even though that woman at the gym, you know, told me that she was eating sugary cereals, perhaps you can get, you know, kashi cereal, something like whole grain, some protein added, so that you are getting some more nutrients, some more vitamins, minerals, protein, etc. through that bland food. Same thing with pastas and things like that. Look at, you know, instead of just regular white pasta having a chickpea pasta with protein, okay? Because it's still bland. It's usually not that offensive to you. You know what I mean? I'm not um, being facetious, but the smells and things like that are what usually do us in meat-wise and things like that. But nothing about pasta usually really is super turning, turns you off. So try to go with that. See how it tastes best to you. I don't care if you have it with butter, butter and noodles. You know what I mean? That's a bland one, but Trying to pick a little bit higher quality ones then. So chickpea pasta, cereals, oatmeal is usually really good because it is bland. You could put peanut butter in it or different nut butters. Again, protein if you can stomach it. But if not, I've definitely one pregnancy just had oatmeal almost every day. There was uh with Josh, my first one, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day <laughs> because that is what I wanted. And it, you know, fit the billet. At least had some protein and fat and Bread is usually another bland thing. So that's another good one too, like toast and bread. But instead of, you know, just again, whatever kind of bread, maybe trying a sprouted grain like Ezekiel bread or a higher protein bread like P28 and trying to do avocado toast or peanut butter toast and that kind of thing. So think bland, think carby, but try to find the best options of those. Pizza is another thing you might be craving or find comfort in, so try cauliflower pizza. You know, try, if you're craving mac and cheese, again, go to that chickpea pasta and make mac and cheese with that. You can always make lighter and find a lot of lighter versions of the things that you're craving and the things that, you know, will probably be better for you right now. It's not the time to try to force yourself to have tilapia because, you know, it's lean fat and all that kind of stuff or lean protein. Um. Go with what you can, but in my experience, that's what it's looked like in the first trimester is starchy, bland, and try to pick the healthiest option then of that that you can and ride it. If you feel great one day, it's really day to day, you know, don't count it out. I've given the advice before to try to either buy some pre-cooked meats or if you can have your spouse like grill some up for you or things like that. Like I'll buy rotisserie chicken or have my husband grill steaks because or grill um, chicken for me for the week because half the, the issue is usually seeing it, smelling it, dealing with it raw. So I've found that I could even stomach things like chicken wraps if I had just bought rotisserie chicken versus if I was trying to clean the chicken, marinate the chicken, c- smell it cooking. Like Those are usually the things that turn us off. So I'm sorry that I've talked about that so much if you are in your first trimester listening to this, hoping to find relief and then hearing about raw meat for half the time. So Go eat some cereal and hope and pray that it turns around a little bit in your second and third and that you can, you know, get back to eating a little bit normally. But again, in the span of things, pregnancy is a short time. I know that you might have five kids back to back. That's almost five years of your life. It feels like you were pregnant, but it, it really is a blip. You can it's it's the harder part is getting back to eating nutritiously once you're done and once you're you know through pregnancy. So do what you can. It's not going to derail everything. All right. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. And I look forward to talking to you ladies next time. If you have not left a review, I would love, I noticed a couple more reviews popping on there. So I would love if you take the time to tap the stars and leave a written review. If you have not done so yet, I'd super appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. I'll talk to you next time.